GP Insights, a health cert podcast. Practical advice for busy GPs on how to treat with confidence and grow their practice. Uh, welcome, everybody, to our, our latest podcast. I have the great pleasure of having um, Dr. John Hall with me today. Uh, John, thanks for joining us and thanks for your time. Um, you, you, your name is very well known in, in the profession, but for those that don't know you as well as I do, just give us a potted history on who John Hall is and uh, why, why we are, you know, it's important that we listen to you. Look, thanks, David, and, and, and good afternoon to you and your listeners. Look, um, and I'd like to say that you're very well known to me and sort of famous in skin cancer circles. And it's, a, it's an honour, it's a pleasure to, to join you this afternoon to talk all things skin cancer. Um, Thank you. Yeah, so I've basically been um, uh, a rural GP for over 20 years um, and ended up doing a lot of skin cancer, basically by necessity. I remember my early career, um, and sort of being confronted with patients that needed uh, skin cancer diagnosis and management that were simply refusing to go to the city for care. So I quickly yeah, learned yeah. that I needed to upskill in skin cancer just to serve the communities. And I've worked across the Darling Downs in places like Stanthorpe and, and Dolby and, and, and as far out at St George. I'm currently working in St George at the moment doing a locum I'm covering there. Um, so very familiar to rural practice, but I'm also the immediate uh, past president of the Rural Doctors Association and have been heavily involved in the um, medico-political space as well. So that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Fantastic. And just um, give us a sense, if you would, of your your current practice, um, you know, the amount of skin cancer that you do, how much you've done in the past, John, just to give our, our, our listeners a flavour of that. Yeah, so I got my um, I got my qualifications through the Australasian College of Skin Cancer Medicine, my diploma, yeah. about uh, about fourteen years ago, um, and have been practicing about one to two days a week in skin, doing pretty much a day a week of um, skin checks, and then a day a week of of operating, mixed in with some vasectomies and other things as a general country GP and a bit of GP obstetrics as well. So that yeah. sort of yeah. um, my um, my skin cancer practice, but um, you know, obviously been confronted with the very heavy burden of disease of, in particular, non-melanoma skin cancer, and have been involved in some some clinical research on the Darling Downs around the incidence of non-melanoma skin cancers, uh, in particularly in farmers. We were looking at um, wow. the incidence in agricultural workers with a hypothesis that there might be a higher incidence in those sort of exposed to. to to, to the sun more often um, so that was an interesting experience as well but that's um that's pretty much my um my clinical exposure and and I've certainly enjoyed that work um I'm sort of between jobs I, I'm not doing that permanent sort of um, GP job anymore at the moment and currently doing some locuming uh, while I uh, work out where I'm heading awesome and just tell us a little bit about that research John and and what you did and what you found it sounds very interesting yeah, look, it was, we were part of a multi-centre uh, trial um, where we actually collaborated with Griffith University and had a number of medical students helping us work on collating the data. And essentially, we were going back through uh, retrospective data across these clinics, looking at um, the incidence of, of skin cancer across um, 
a different region, so right throughout the Darling Downs in areas around like um, uh, Clifton, Oakey, uh, yep. Dolby area, and out yep. to Gundawindi as well. And yep. um, look, fascinating, fascinating data. We did find that there was uh, an increased incidence of skin cancer in um, in um, agricultural workers, and uh, I don't have the specific numbers in front of me, but it was significant. The other thing that we found in the data that I found really interesting that we had a fairly high incidence of melanoma, but across our network, we we had a higher than average um, incidence of low level melanoma or melanoma in situ, which I think reflected a really good screening program or a really right. good early intervention program for, for the clinics involved, which was another really interesting part of that and, and something that we want to unpack and, and probably do some further study on around um, sort of that early detection um, and, and diagnosis of skin cancer. Obviously, the earlier we get it, the better, but, um, but certainly um, that was an interesting find as well. Yeah, fantastic. And, and John, you're now involved in the Mates Against Melanoma. You're on the, the board of that uh, charity. Yeah, absolutely. I've actually spent the last um, two years in um, in Sydney. I was I've been the director of medical services for a company called Oka Health, which has a number of GP clinics around Australia, and yep. um, and I was doing some clinical work with them and some skin cancer work with them as well. Um, but while I was in Sydney, I met I had the uh, the pleasure of meeting uh, Jason Sprott, who is the founder and uh, chair of Mates Against Melanoma. Jason himself is a 48 year old male that developed met, uh, melanoma and had stage four metastatic melanoma, but has uh, thankfully had a, a very strong response to immunotherapy and treatment. But if you look up their website, you'll see his story on the website, but he's had a very um, involved treatment uh, that's included multiple metastasis um, that, and needed a lot of treatment. And he's happy for that story to be public because his mission now with Mates for Melanoma is all about early detection and prevention, which is a nice segue from our discussion about early detection of melanoma in our yeah. study. But um, yeah, um, yeah that, his mission is, is to try and spread the word around um, uh, skin checks and, and early detection and prevention of melanoma. And I'm a new addition to their board, um, and it's been been an absolute pleasure to be involved with Jason and his um, partner Natasha, who's the secretary of Mates Melanoma, and uh, uh, some other really great people on the board there. Um, and they're really committed to um, uh, education and support and, uh, for early detection and prevention. And they've got uh, this great initiative, which is Australia's National Skin Check Day, which they use to try and promote. Uh, skin checks for those that haven't heard of it or, or you know, want to uh, look at uh, protecting themselves against skin cancer generally and indeed melanoma. So, yeah, fantastic. So tell us a little bit more about, about Skin Check Day and, and, and your, your perspective on this issue of, uh, of, of encouraging people to have, have their skin checked, John. Yeah, look, um, as I sort of touched on earlier, we know that if we get skin cancer early, um, it's absolutely curable. Most of the yeah, time with yeah. surgery without any chemotherapy or immunotherapy required, but that does require, obviously, us picking it up in time. Um, 
And um, so we know that people, uh, particularly if they're at high risk, and, and certainly we'd encourage the community to explore their own risk. And uh, and there's a number of risk factors, as as you know, but there are there's a number of commercially available sort of risk risk um, risk checks that you can do online and, and that type of thing. But certainly people that fall into higher risk categories, it's really important that they see their GP or, or their dermatologist for, for regular skin checks to, to make sure that um, we can pick melanoma in particular up early and manage it. So these guys are, are running a promotion called Australia's National Skin Check Day. It's on Thursday, the 24th of February this year. And yeah. uh, it's really to encourage, um, it's promoted through general practices and, and Mates Against Melanoma has got a number of partnerships with um, with general practices around Australia, um, ind independent general practices and some corporate general practices to um, promote and, and, and get people to, um, to get their skin checked. Um, last year, um, it was on, it was in February 20, um, last year it was in um, uh, February as well. Sorry, I said February 20, 21, I think before, but it's it's Feb 24th of February, 2022 is, yeah. is yeah. Uh, next year's skin check day. But last year they, um, we did over one, we did around 1,600 skin checks uh, across the nation um, on that day. They had a target of a thousand mm. um, and they found over 940 um, suspicious uh, lesions and there was over 500 biopsies performed across 86 clinics. So we're hoping to replicate that again this year. And obviously um, if we, you know, we find one early cancer, that's a life saved. And this is about, yeah. you know, detecting this early and saving lives and decreasing, you know, the potential trauma to people. Um, you know, if we get these things early, the, the, the trauma of this disease is significantly reduced. Completely. And, and I, you know, I, I think, um, you and I and surely all of the people listening to this, nobody's going to argue against the message of, you know, get your skin checked. A couple of things just to finish things off on here, John. Um, one thing that's interesting to me, you know, over what's close to 20 years now, I've been teaching the foundation course for Health Cert on um, skin cancer, basic skin cancer for GPs. And um, unbelievably, 7,000 GPs have been through that course. Every time I run it, I ask the participants who has had their skin checked and ask them to put their hands up. The, a very small minority of doctors in those rooms accept that they have had a skin check themselves. Wow. That's, I mean, that's, that's fascinating in and of itself. Uh, yep. I'm gladly say to you, David, that I uh, I get regular skin checks myself um, <laughs> by, by none other than Peter Bourne, a past president of the Australasian College of um, Skin Cancer Medicine. And I think we do need to walk the talk if we think this is genuinely um, something that the community should do. We um, we should be willing to do it. As I said earlier, obviously it's risk-based and some people, if they've been really careful and they don't have high risk, then they might feel that they don't need a skin check as often. But um, yeah. I, I think uh, it certainly is important for us as health professionals to uh, to lead by example. Well, I think so. And one of the reasons I raise it is I'm always interested how back in the old days, 
with smoking, how doctors were the first to stop smoking, right? Yes, yes. And I, I think there's a real issue around this about doctors having skin checks. Now, the second, the second one, which is even more, well, will be a little more controversial. You know, in my practice, where I am now on the Sunshine Coast here in Queensland, yeah. I am completely blown away by how much severe disease there is and how much some GPs struggle to manage these patients. Uh, completely understandably, John. And what I mean by that is I'm doing total body photography on the large majority of my patients now, purely on risk assessment. And um, the, a large proportion of my patients uh, are being treated with PDT for field change treatment or yep. um, the new fast Fudix combination cream uh, yep. for field treatment. And as a GP myself, I completely understand how um, that kind of level of care is not deliverable by many of our mainstream GP colleagues simply because number one, they don't have the technology that I have access to. Yeah. And number two, they don't have a combination of the time or the, um, the, the understanding of PDT, fast FUDX, et cetera. I yeah. just wonder, John, whether we're at a bit of a threshold here where some of us in the full-time skin cancer GP game actually need to start developing real quite formal partnerships with our mainstream GP colleagues so that we work in real partnership and real harmony in the best interests of our patients and not kind of in parallel job thoughts oh look I think that's I, I, I couldn't agree more um, and obviously the challenge for for our rural colleagues is obviously they don't always have ready access to to those referral pathways but certainly yeah. and again um, I used to refer my patients for full body photography because I didn't have the time or the equipment and I partnered closely with Peter Bourne's clinic in Toowoomba um, yeah. when I was working in Oki which is sort of half an hour west of, of Toowoomba but I think those types of partnerships are really important and understanding that it's a multidisciplinary team as well so I you know I think it is incumbent upon general GPs to identify who those people are in their own multidisciplinary team. I, I work closely with Mark Magnuson, who was a plastic surgeon who backed me up yep. for yeah, yeah. complex surgery. If, I, if we ran into problems with difficult surgery or we needed some Mohs surgery um, yeah. done. And um, so I think uh, it's really important for general GPs to partner with their um, uh, specialised GP colleagues and specialists and build a team around them um, and I mean I think you've um, you've hit on a really important point here too which I think the general public um, don't always understand which is the GPs do a lot of the heavy lifting when it comes to skin cancer diagnosis and treatment in Australia I think up yeah. to 50 percent of, of skin cancer is managed in general practice and mostly by specialists or GPs with a special interest in skin but, um, and that G Australian GPs are some of the best doctors in the world at, at diagnosing and managing skin cancer when you look at international studies comparing us to, um, to even sort of dermatologists and artificial intelligence overseas. So 
I think sure. it's important that um, the community understands that GPs, uh, there are many GPs that are good at this, but I think it, it is also important for the community to, to look for GPs that have got additional qualifications, um, you know, certified or accredited qualifications in skin cancer over and above their general GP degree yeah, yeah. and that you know that they are going to the right place as well and that our general GP colleagues um, certainly partner with the specialized GPs to make sure that we're providing comprehensive care for our patients. Absolutely well look John it's been a fascinating conversation thank you so much for your time Dr John Hall uh, melano uh, Mates Against Melanoma and, and National Skin Check Day and uh, I think both of us would urge all doctors that do listen to this podcast, if you haven't already done so, get your skin checked. Thanks, John. Thanks, David. Great to, great to chat. Thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, please subscribe so you can get updates whenever we post more. And please share it with others. And for more info, please go to helpsert.com.